Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Good morning to our Horizon family in Princeton this morning. Uh, our Horizon family, wherever you might find yourself watching this, just welcome to church today. What an amazing job our worship team did. Thank you so much, worship team, for just bringing us into the presence of the Lord this morning. It was so powerful. I also want to welcome you to shoulder season. You're like, Shanda, what is shoulder season? Is that the season where we can show our shoulders because the sun is out? Well, heck no, it isn't. Because we're in that lovely season between winter and summer where you think summer is coming. So you get out all your summer clothes in the hopes that you'll be able to wear them. But then you have a day like today and the clouds are back and the rain is falling. So welcome to shoulder season. Not my favorite season, but we can get through it together. Right, family? Um, today, I am going to be continuing our series in what's next. What is next uh, for each and every one of us? How many of you have asked yourself that question in the last 12 months? Some of you, like me, probably don't even want to ask that question anymore because you're like, I don't want to know what's next. I just kind of want, you know, things to just move forward. But we're doing a series on what's next. And honestly, I know you're thinking, Shanda, you are so biased. But honestly, the last two weeks' messages, week one and week two, Pastor Craig talked about, we are made to make a difference. And he talked about finding our purpose. And can I encourage you, you can listen on the podcast, you can go back on the Facebook page, you can go back in YouTube. I want you to listen to those messages because he did such a powerful job of just showing each and every one of us that we are made for more. And I think especially coming out of these last 12 months, I know for me personally, there were moments that I forgot that. And my life reflected it in some of those moments. And it's such an, a powerful, encouraging message on just walking out lives of purpose. Maybe you need to watch it a second time. I'm just saying. It was really, really good. But you see, there's vision and purpose for each and every one of us. And I love how we can get so caught up and so passionate. But one of the things I was thinking, actually, as I was, um, I was out actually walking our dog, and I was thinking about preparing for this week and thinking about the last two messages that, that Craig spoke. And I thought, you know what? It would be such a shame if you listened to last two weeks' messages and did nothing with it. And I felt the conviction of Holy Spirit for myself as well. Shanda, what are you going to do as you begin to think about and as you're reminded that you were created for more, that you were made for, to make, you were made to make a difference. And it just kind of really caused me to pause and think for a moment. And I think each and every one of us can be in that place. Maybe you've been at a conference and you've heard the amazing worship, remember those days? Or maybe recently you've been listening to a podcast and you were so challenged and you were so inspired and then you did nothing with it. Sometimes we have every intention of taking what we're getting all fired up and passionate about and doing something with it and then for whatever reason we don't have the follow through. Honestly, last, the last two weeks, the last two messages were meant to inspire you. 
but they were meant to inspire you to something more. So as Pastor Craig inspired us, I'm now going to come in week three, we're looking at finding freedom. And I really believe this is going to be some of the how that you can put to the passion so that you can begin to walk through and follow through on some of those intentions that you may have always had. Taking the hype and the passion and the excitement of the moment and translating that into making a difference with your life. It actually reminded me a little bit, as I was thinking about this, about the children of Israel. Back in the Old Testament, they, were, they had been kept in slavery for over 400 years. Literally, generations had been born, and all they knew was how to be a slave. Their thinking reflected that. Their actions reflected that. And see, finally, they came to this moment where they were delivered. They were delivered from Egypt But unfortunately, there was still a little bit of Egypt in them because they had walked into freedom and they didn't know what to do with it because they still had the same ways of thinking, the same ways of looking at things, the same way of doing things. I can only imagine that as they came out of slavery and that first morning of, oh, we don't have to get up and do what somebody else wants us to do. We're free. We're free. I'm sure they were making, I'm a list maker. All my list makers, give me a thumbs up in the chat. You know those list makers that make a list after you've accomplished the task because you want to be able to tick off what you've done? Hello, over here. You know, maybe the children of Israel had this big long scroll and they're making a list of all the things they're going to do now that they're free. They're passionate. They're excited. They're ready to walk into freedom. How many have a list of everything you're going to do when life goes back to normal? My husband said the other day off the cuff and I just was laughing. He's like, all of Canada is going to go on a holiday once the border opens. I think that's true. I'm making a list of all the places I'm going to go, all the things I'm going to do, all the places I'm going to eat, all the things. And I think the children of Israel were in that same place. They had the list. They knew what they wanted to do. But you see, their thinking was still messed up. They were free. They were out of slavery but they were still thinking like slaves. They had walked into the promised land, but they still had a wrong view of themselves. They had a distrustful view of God, and they had a skeptical view of the future. And I think so many of us, we have the best of intentions to walk our lives in freedom, to grab a hold of that passionate idea that we were made to make a difference, and we start to make the list of what we're going to do to make a difference And then we don't have the follow through. We don't know how to walk that life of freedom. And a lot of it is because, like the slaves, they had a certain way of thinking. They had messed up thinking. They weren't looking at things clearly. How many of us think we're looking ahead clearly, but we're actually looking through incorrect thinking? I believe that one of the biggest stumbling blocks for us to be able to move forward and to walk into freedom, Craig, you can go ahead and come up, is the baggage of life. There was no correlation between the baggage of life and my husband coming up per se. The biggest hindrance to moving forward. You can put that on your back. That would be great. Thank you. Honestly, we walk through life and we, if you have been alive for more than five minutes, You've had an opportunity to experience hurt, to experience pain, to experience brokenness, 
unforgiveness and sin. And so many of us, we have all these moments where we experience those things and we don't ever deal with them. And those things become the baggage of life that we pack around with us day in, day out. You know, maybe for some, okay, maybe I should have got someone shorter. You may have to bend down. For some of us, maybe like me, my parents divorced and it literally was like this harsh moment of rejection where my dad chose someone else over his family and it was, some baggage was added to the pack. Maybe for you, it's the divorce that you walked through. Maybe it's that friend that betrayed you. The friend that you thought was going to be there for you and add some more baggage to the pack. Maybe it's that leader or that parent that spoke those hurtful things to you that they never should have said and you've never dealt with them. Add some more weight to the pack. And the longer you've been alive, the more opportunity you have to fill your bag and fill the baggage of life and allow it to sit there. But you also have an opportunity to deal with the baggage. Can you go ahead and stand up, Craig? Because as you can see, the more we leave it, the less that we deal with it, the heavier it gets. And he may be okay okay in the moment. He's kind of taking a moment to regain his center of balance and he's got it squared away on his shoulders. He's got strong shoulders. But you see, God never intended any one of us to walk through life with baggage like this. And we look at this and we say like, that is so obvious, Shanda. Of course I don't want to walk through life with something like this. But we all do it. We just can't see it. Because the baggage is inside. How many of us start out and see he could go for a while and he'd be fine. But eventually the race that God has for him to run, the things that he's called to make a difference in, eventually you get tired, you get weary, you get discouraged because you're hindered by the baggage of life. Thank you, hon, you can go ahead. Actually, just leave the pack here. If you can get it off without falling over, it's heavy. It's heavy, just lead it up against whatever is fine. Maybe you yourself are the one that has added the baggage to your life. Maybe as you compare yourself to everyone around you, you continually find yourself coming up short. Or maybe it's the things that you've said or done and really wish that you hadn't. The things that you're not proud of and you haven't dealt with them and they just fill the bag. I just, when I was thinking about this morning, I'm thinking about how many people are there out there if we allowed our eyes to be shifted, to begin to look at individuals and realize that the way they're, the reason they're responding to things and the reason that they have that limp or they're struggling is not just because they want to, it's because they've got baggage that they're carrying around that they need to get rid of. See, we need to do the exact thing with the hurts and the sins and the heartbreaks in our lives, if we want to walk in freedom, we've got to deal with the baggage. We've got to take the bag off. See, the baggage can be sins that we have done. It can be sinful things that have been done to us. It can just be the sin of the sin-cursed world all around us. But you see, the consequences have affected us all. You cannot change your past. Someone needs to hear this this morning. 
You cannot change your past. You can't change the things that have happened to you, but you can change it from bleeding into your present and affecting your future. Each and every one of us have baggage. It's there. You can't change what happened, but you can change what happens moving forward. Through Jesus, you can find healing for your yesterday, purpose for today, and vision for tomorrow. You know, Craig and I realized this very early on. People have been saying to us, oh, like, you're going to be married 29 years this summer. First of all, how the heck did that happen? 29 years. And, and I've had people, we've had people say, oh, your girls turned out so great. Can I tell you right now, that's the grace of God and hard work. Very early on, Craig and I realized that we came from homes where parents did their very best with what they had and with what they knew. But there were things that caused pain in our lives. There were things that added baggage to the pack. And we realized very early on that if we wanted to give our daughters a better chance and a better hope for a future, we couldn't pretend it wasn't there. The best way for us to give them a, their best opportunity. And let's be honest, we failed many, many times. We've told all of our girls, we will pay for your first counseling session because it's probably going to be about something that we've done. But honestly, there were so many moments where Craig or I, one or both of us were on our face before the Lord. God, I recognize that this is hindering me and I need you to deal with it because I don't want to visit this baggage on my kids. The grace of God and a lot of hard work. So how do we find that freedom? How do we get that deliverance? Can I tell you the very first step? The very first step is that you can never change what you refuse to acknowledge. Craig puts it this way. God can't heal what you won't reveal. And we're going to talk in a few minutes about how you reveal that and how you walk that out. But the very first step is that you can't change something that you pretend is not here. This bag's not here. You can't see it. No, you have to acknowledge, you know what? <sighs> not proud of it. Not really excited about it but I've got some baggage I need to deal with. That's the first step. Burying your head in the sand and pretending that there's no issues in your home, in your life, in your relationship will never bring you freedom. I remember one couple that came to Craig and I that this was years ago and they were at the point they had already decided they were getting divorced and one of, this, the, of the couple came to us and said, I have no idea what just happened. I don't understand how we got here. We've been married for 10 years and we've never had a single disagreement. Now, I know many of you are right now saying that's impossible. And it is. Okay, maybe just in my home, but when you put two humans together for an extended period of time, I can tell you right now, there's gonna be things that you disagree on. Craig and I are like-minded in so many ways, but we are also very, what's the good word for it? We're very strong in our opinions. And we like to share our strong opinions with one another. You can't be in a relationship for 10 years and never have a disagreement. That's impossible. Or a divine miracle, but I don't think either one of them was Jesus. 
And you see, what had happened was that neither one of them liked to make waves. Neither one of them liked confrontation. Neither one of them liked to look and walk through difficult things. So they stuffed. They just kind of swept it all under the carpet. And the problem is, is that when you continue to sweep things under the carpet, eventually that mound under the carpet gets so high, you're tripping over it. And that's what had happened. It finally tripped them up to the point where they were separating and they couldn't, they just, their, their relationship was done and it was so sad. But you see, our history does not have to affect our destiny. But if it is, then it's time to stop and look at what is dragging around behind you. What kind of suitcases, baggage? I mean, this would not be my bag. Mine would be pretty in pink, but what, it's still a bag that I'm dragging around behind me. It's time to acknowledge what's there so that we can bring it into the light of Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, here it is. Here's my messed up stuff. Here's my baggage. Here's my sin, my pain, my hurt, my sorrow, my brokenness. God, would you come and would you shine your light on it? And I'm not talking about taking the bag and dumping it all out. If I could lift that and did that, it would see an incredible mess here on the floor. That would be a little bit overwhelming and ill-advised. But I can open it up and say, Jesus, would you come and help me to remove the baggage? See, what lives in the dark dies in the light. The enemy can only have power over you and cause you pain with things that remain hidden. I'm not just talking about sexual sins or things that we really wanna keep private. Anything that has an unhealthy hold over you, the enemy will use it to torment you and to keep you from God's best. Fear, anxiety, doubt, gossip, comparison, anger, unforgiveness, overeating, insecurity, all of the above, every single one of them, when they're hidden away and undealt with, they will eventually lead to pain, either in your physical body, your emotions, your heart, the enemy will use them to bring you torment to you. So how do we find that freedom? It sounds so scary. And see, this is what the enemy will lie to you. He's like, ooh, those things going on back there that you don't want anybody to see. You don't keep them there in the dark. But God would say, you know what? Come along with me and bring it into the light. Let's expose it. Let's allow healing to come to it so that you can walk free and whole into the purpose and the vision and the design that God has always had for you. You have to acknowledge the pain and then hold it out to Jesus for his healing. There is so much power in the blood of Jesus. And some of you just started singing that song. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. That sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for your salvation was also for your healing. There is so much power in the blood of Jesus that we don't access. Isaiah 53, five, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. By his wounds, we are healed. The punishment, did you catch that? The punishment that he bore on the cross was ours. But he bore that punishment so that we could walk in peace.
See, once we acknowledge it, we can begin to unpack it. And today I wanna talk about two main areas where I feel like that baggage really gets cluttered and gets stuck for us. First of all, today I wanna talk about getting freedom in our mind. The battle rages so often, maybe it's just me, but the battle rages in my mind. You deserve that, or you don't deserve that. You are the only one that struggles with that. No one else does that. You are the only one. What is wrong with you? Are you broken? Why are, why are you doing this again and again? Why are you not free yet? Why can't you be happy? You will never have enough. You will never be enough. You will always be worthless. You will always be weak. You can fill in the blank for you because the enemy will tailor his lies to each and every one of us individually. But at the root, it's still a lie. It's the same strategy that he uses on each and every one of us to keep us from living with purpose and with vision. Isaiah 26.3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Perfect peace. Often today, I feel we don't have a clear understanding of what his perfect peace looks like. John 14.27 says, peace I leave you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. See, in this phrase, that peace I leave you, in the culture of, of Jesus' day, that was a common phrase that they would say when they were saying goodbye to someone. Peace I leave you. So it would have been something that we, they could have easily just not paid attention to. See you later. It was as common as see you later or goodbye or whatever the, you know, like peace out do, whatever your common phrase would be. That's what Jesus was saying. He's like, peace be with you. But he's obviously trying to make a point here because then he says, my peace, it's different. I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You see, the peace that the world offers us isn't actually peace. I think there's a lot of confusion around what peace is and what it isn't. We often think that peace means when there's, there's no storm going on around us. But the actual biblical word for peace, shalom, it means peace in the middle of the battle, in the middle of the waves. See, the peace that the world offers is actually just escape. It's a deliberate distraction, deliberate blindness. I know even for me over this past year when there's been moments where I've been trying to wrestle through something or it's been hard and it's been difficult and I've taken my mind, uh, taken my eyes off Jesus, back to that Isaiah verse, whose mind is stayed on you. When I'm not listening to the thoughts swirling in my head, but my mind is stayed on Jesus and I'm repeating scripture, I'm declaring the promises of God over my life. When my eyes are fixed on him, then it's easy to walk, easier to walk in peace. But I even found myself, I'd be awake at two o'clock in the morning because the torment and the frustration and the anger and the pain were swirling through my mind. So I was looking for peace. So what did I do? I pulled a book. Turn on Netflix, eat a little bit of extra food, anything that the world has to offer. I was looking in the wrong places for the peace that I needed. This was not the peace that Jesus gives. This was the peace that the world had to offer. Incomplete, only escape, and it doesn't last. But godly peace, 
godly peace. I want you to think of that story of in the Bible when the disciples are with Jesus in the boat. They're in the middle of the lake, in the middle of the storm. The storm's raging on and Jesus is sleeping in the middle of the boat, in the middle of the storm. All the disciples around him are freaking out. Jesus, are you not aware what's going on? We're gonna die. There's so, much, there's so much going on right now. We can't overcome this. But the picture of the peace that Jesus gives is that moment in the middle of the storm where Jesus is sleeping in the middle of the boat because he knows even though the storm may be raging around you right now, his peace is gonna see you through it. His peace is not the false. Just pretend it's not there. His peace, I love shalom actually means everything which makes for our highest good. Everything which makes for our highest good. That is the kind of peace that Jesus brings. So first, winning the battle in our mind. We need freedom in our mind. And second, and freedom in our mind. That's like what I was talking about with the, the slaves, the children of Israel when they were slaves. Their, their mind needed to be renewed. Second, we need freedom in our heart and in our emotions. Psalm 147.3 says, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. I love this quote by Charles Spurgeon, who was a theologian. Hearts are broken through disappointment. Hearts are broken through bereavement. Hearts are broken in 10,000 ways for this is a heartbreaking world. But Christ is good at healing all all manner of broken heart, all manner of broken heart. Jesus has so much experience in healing hearts. If we want to walk in freedom, if we want to walk into our purpose and our destiny, then we need to begin to walk in freedom. I love how powerful freedom can be. Now I'm going to go a little old school here. Old school is the new school, I'm telling you. But there's a reason why it's still applicable because it actually works. There's three steps I wanna look at today for, for how we get this peace, how we get peace in our mind, how we get peace and healing in our heart, how we walk out the purpose and vision that God has for us. Number one, confession and repentance to God. Acts 3, 19 and 20 says, now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. I feel like in this moment, many of us, when we've done something that sinful, when we've hurt someone, when we are hurt, we often are like, okay, Jesus, don't look right now. We kind of run away. So many people in that moment were the very moment where they need to encounter the presence of God. They back away and they walk away from him. One of my kids posted this on social media this last week and I thought it was really, really good. Religion says, oh no, I messed up. My dad's gonna be so mad. Relationship says, which we all want to have that relationship with Jesus. Oh no, I messed up. I need to talk to my dad. And that's the difference. In the moment, it, it says in Romans chapter eight, so there is now no, so there is now therefore no condemnation. We need to bring our sin. We need to bring our pain before God and say, God, it's kind of like you're giving him permission. You're giving, when, you, when we confess and repent, it's like we're opening up the bag 
We're acknowledging that it's there and we're inviting him to now take control. We're inviting him to come and help walk us to healing by starting to deal with some of the baggage. Because you see, there is no condemnation in God. There's this lie that is out there that if I screw up, if I make a mistake, God's gonna condemn me and it's done. But that's not God. The enemy brings condemnation. God brings gentle conviction. He will deal with stuff, but he does it in a way that is gentle and kind and he will put his finger on it, but condemnation is not from God. So when condemnation comes and tries to keep you from the very one that can bring you healing, push it aside. Oh God, I'm so sorry for doing this again. Would you forgive me? John, 1 John 1, 9. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from our wickedness. We turn away in shame and he's standing there with his arms wide open, waiting for us to run in. Number two, confession and repentance with people. James 5, 16. Confess your sins to each other. And pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayers of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. I'm all about number one. My whole life has kind of been that way. I would much rather confess to God, repent to him, and let's be dealt with than to confess to other people. I get it. There's something that only comes and some freedom that only comes when we begin to open our lives up and confess and repent to others. It's not easy. And I'm not saying just go grab the next person that walks by on the street and say, hey, by the way, did you know that I did this and I just need to repent and say, you know what? I, I, I've got some pain in my life. No, I'm talking about finding someone safe a safe person and a safe place to be able to open up your heart and your life so that you can begin to share with God, you can conf- with someone else, you can confess the things that you've done, you can confess and talk about the things that have been done to you, and then they can pray for you. It's not about just talking and just getting it off your shoulders because that last verse, the, er- the last part of the verse, and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. What lives in the dark dies in the light. And when you bring it into the light of Jesus and begin to acknowledge it and talk about it with somebody, he will come and he will bring feeling, bring healing. This is why we have set free retreats. We just had one a week ago so that you have an opportunity in a safe place to share with one or two people what's happening so that you can then learn how to be free and walk out freedom. Number three, healing prayer and counseling. They're two very different things, but they are two, and it's not that you kind of should be looking at one or the other. It's kind of a both and. Healing prayer, if you haven't heard about it, is just an opportunity to gather together with a prayer, one or two of our prayer team. We actually have teams of people that have, they've taken here in God, they've taken set free, they've taken the prophetic course, they uh, are committed and they are so, they are so, like they love to pray. There's nothing they like more than to pray for people. So they've been trained and equipped and they're ready. And we have teams of people that are trained to do this. And all it is, is sitting down two people with, with you and saying, you know what, let's ask Holy Spirit to show us where he wants to do a work. 
It's not about going and digging around in the pack and going, okay, what's going on? Let's deal with this today. No, we're saying, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you show us the root or some of the baggage that's in my life that I may not even be aware of so that you can bring healing to it? If you're interested in in meeting with one of our personal prayer ministry team members, you can email prayer at horizonchurch.ca. Do it this week and we can help you set up an appointment where you can begin to walk through. Because sometimes you may have confessed to God, you've confessed with another person, but you feel like there's still something hindering you or maybe you're not even aware of what the baggage is or where to start with the baggage. Can I encourage you? This is a great way that you can start. The other way is with a, pers- with a professionally trained counselor. I can't tell you how many people that I've encouraged to go to counseling and one of the first things they say to me, and you're probably saying this yourself, I wouldn't know where to start. I would feel so stupid going to a counselor because I don't even know what's wrong with me. That's the great thing. They are a professional counselor. They are trained to ask you the questions that you don't even know you need asked so that you can get to the root of the things that you don't even know are hindering you so they can give you the skills to begin to walk through some of those things. It's not one, you can't pick and choose. It's kind of all of the above. So just as we begin to close, I want to encourage you this week that you can walk into freedom. The vision, you were made to make a difference. You are a person, a person that the purpose of heaven is on your life. We used to say to our kids as we finished our our tucking them in at night, we'd say, never forget, Jesus loves you. And he has a purpose and he has a plan for your life. Can I tell you this morning, each and every person who is watching this, God loves you and he has a purpose and a plan for your life. And if you have found that you have not been able to fully embrace that or fully walk that out, or you fully intend to, but you get weary on the way because the baggage of life is still weighing you down, today is your day to take that step forward, to lean into what God would have for you. It's time to get rid of the baggage. I know for me personally this year, I've been, a, I've been a believer for so long. And there were still moments over this last year where painful things would come up and I'm like, oh God, I thought I dealt with that. And I had to a measure, I had walked that journey, but there were still moments where I needed to look to him. I had to confess, God, I've done it again. Would you forgive me? I had to talk to my husband. Craig, would you help me? I'm facing this again and I don't want this to be a story of my life. Would you help me? Would you pray for me? Today is the day of freedom. Your past does not have to dictate your today or your tomorrow. Through Jesus, you can find healing for yesterday, purpose for today and vision for tomorrow. It's not just for a select few, it's for you. Yes, you, this morning, for you. You can walk in freedom. You can walk in healing. Yeah, I'm passionate about this. I get so excited when I see people 
stopping, looking at what might be hindering them and moving forward. We are imperfect. We don't have it all together. But when we actually stop and recognize that and invite Holy Spirit to put his finger on that in our life, we can begin to walk in healing as God always intended us to walk. So today, I am closing. Take the first step. For some of you today, the first step might be inviting Jesus in to your journey. It might be saying, I just heard about this Jesus. Who is he? He can come and be your savior today. He died on the cross. He sacrificed his life so that we could be free. Not just so we could be, go to heaven, but so that we could live a free and redeemed life here on earth, that we could make a difference. It's as simple as acknowledging that you're a sinner, believing in God, and asking him into your heart, asking him to be your Lord and Savior. For some today, the first step for you might be acknowledging that you have some baggage. And that's a great first step. I'm actually asking, this is your homework. I'm going to give you homework this week, family. I would like you to do one thing. Take one step. I don't want you to go and dump the whole bag out. I want you to take one step towards freedom today. And you will be amazed at the momentum that comes by taking one step. So for some, the one step, you can't change what you don't acknowledge. So begin to acknowledge. Number two, for some, the first step might be repenting to God. Take a moment this week in your devotions and just, if there's something that you know is baggage in your life, something maybe that you've done that you just kind of hidden away, God, I am sorry. The nine most powerful words, I was wrong. I am sorry, please forgive me. Number three, for others, maybe you've done those first two steps. You know you're messed up. You've got baggage and you've already repented to God. Well, then can I encourage you to take that next step and find that safe person? Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's a close friend. Maybe it's your pastor. I know for me, I have very few people that I share some things like those, those personal moments with. My husband is one and I have two or three other people that I know and I trust. I know that when they hear what I need to say, they will pray for me and I will be encouraged at the end of it. Number four, you maybe have done these first couple ones. Can I encourage you that if you've done those other steps, take that bold step and go see a counselor or book some time with the prayer ministry team. Take an opportunity. Everything else in our life is on delay right now, so what a great opportunity to take some time and ask Jesus to show us how we can walk into freedom. And you may be out there kind of like me, that you've, you've walked a lot of these steps already, you've done a lot of this. So can I encourage you this week, it's always good to have a checkup. Can I encourage you this week, Find a moment when you've got time to do your devotions and ask the Lord this question. Jesus, is there any area remaining in me that needs freedom? And ask him to show you. And I know that he will show you something that maybe you've already worked on, but he wants to bring greater freedom. So whether this is a brand new journey of freedom for you or you've been working on it for years, each and every one of us can take another step. Let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you. Thank you that you do not bring condemnation. Lord, that you bring healing, you bring freedom.
Lord, that as we begin to open our lives up to you and to invite you in to bring salvation, to bring healing, to bring freedom, whatever step that we're at, God, I thank you that you see us and you know us and you are right there beside us. And when we are willing to take that bold step and to take that step forward, Lord, that you will not stand back and wait and see how well we do it, but God, you are walking those steps with us. You are right there beside us saying, come on. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. You can do it. Take that next step into freedom. So God, I pray right now that you would come and for each and every individual that's watching this broadcast, Lord, that they would be encouraged to take whatever the next step would be for them to walk into freedom, to be able to walk and follow through with that passion, with that excitement about vision and purpose. Lord, that they would be able to apply the tools of confession and repentance to walk fully into freedom and healing and begin to see themselves making a difference as you made them to do. God, I thank you for the opportunity to come this morning and to read your word and be encouraged. Father, I pray that hearts would be encouraged. Father, I bind all discouragement right now in the name of Jesus, all hopelessness that would try to rest upon people and tell them it's too late, it's too far. Father, I thank you that according to your word, it is never too late to begin the journey of freedom. It All it takes is one step. So Father, I pray that the courage and the boldness of heaven would come upon people right now in the name of Jesus and that they would take that first step towards freedom and healing in Jesus name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.